Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Our theme for the year is that we live the abundant life. Not every sermon will be directly associated with that theme. However, anytime you talk about anything from Scripture <clears throat> and any idea that flows from Scripture, you can't help but touch on the abundant life. But I do want us to notice this year, throughout the year, there are nine times in the New Testament in the Gospels when Jesus said, or it was said about Him, He came for a specific purpose. And it fits well not only with the theme, but the idea that we're going to talk about. And we're going to say, why did my Savior come to earth? And we're going to spend our time this morning noticing the first of those. Jesus came to show us the Father. There are two passages of Scripture that we're going to consider. Turn, if you will, to John chapter 14, because that is where we will start. And then we'll look at the passage read for us from John chapter 1. Notice in the first place that in the mission of Jesus, while He was on the earth, He expected that His disciples were paying attention. He expected that they were noticing what was going on. And while they were with Him all of the time, He expected that, that, that they would say, Ah, there is the Father. Jesus expected His disciples to see the Father through Him. John chapter 4, 14, starting in verse 1, Jesus deals with that very topic. Notice He says, first of all, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in Me. He said, I want you to believe. You do believe in God. I know that you do. So believe in Me. If they had been believers already in God, then certainly they would believe that Jesus was who He said He was. And of course, Jesus said, I am God. Therefore, if you believe Me, you will know the Father. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. Jesus wanted His disciples to look at Him. And by looking at Him, be able to see the Father who sent Him. This concept was lost on the disciples. I don't know why they missed it. I know that sometimes you and I miss it. But they missed it somehow. Notice as they're talking here, Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How, how do we know? We don't even know anything. And Jesus said, well, yes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can follow me. Look at verse number 7. If you had known me, 
you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Notice what happens in this verse. Here they were, they followed him now his entire ministry. And he said, if you had known me. <clears throat> Wait a minute. They had been with him for three years. Didn't they know him? Well, the word used in verse 7, if you had known me, is a word that says, if you had really experienced me, not just been in my presence, if you had not just noticed something, if you had not just been able to recite a bunch of facts, well, that's what this passage says. If you had known me. Well, there's a difference there, right? You look around this room. There are facts that you know about different people. There are images that you have about different people. You might know their names. You might not. You just know their faces. But to have facts about people is not what really knowing and experiencing them is all about. Now, the side topic that we're going to think about tonight that I think is very important as we are trying to come back is to ask the question, how do we get to know people? How do you get to know them? Not just checking boxes for a bunch of facts, not being able to answer questions that simply identifies who they are. I'm talking about how do we get to know somebody? Jesus said, if you had known me, if you had been paying attention, if you had experienced me, number two, you would have known my Father. That's a different word for know. That word says you can reason to the point of understanding. What is Jesus saying? If you had experienced me and really had seen who I was, you would have reasoned properly from what I showed you to get to the Father. You would reason properly. Just to whet your appetite a little bit. We're going to use this verse as a takeoff tonight to understand how to know people. But for now, suffice it to say, why did my Savior come to earth? He came to earth so that we could, through His life, through experiencing Him the way that we can in Scripture, be able to reason properly to an understanding of who the Father is. And that is what Jesus wanted these people to notice. 
Look at verse 9. Have I been with you so long, and yet you've not known me, Philip? I think every one of them would have said, yeah, we know you, Lord. We know you. And he said, no, you really didn't. In fact, I don't think they really did get it until that day of Pentecost dawned. And all of the things that happened there, they got it. But he had expected them all along. Look at verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. If you really were paying attention, you would know that the Father is working through me. And in that way, I'm showing you who he is. Therefore, he closes in verse 11 and says, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Jesus' life was a testimony in every aspect to who the Father is. We see our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. How many times has it happened to you like this? Every time Austin comes here and speaks, somebody says, Oh, he sounds, he looks, he does just like you. And everybody who knows my dad says, Oh, Mike is looks like you and moves like you. And every now and then I hit myself and say, quit doing that. That looks just like your dad. How many of you have had experiences or know those situations? That's exactly what Jesus said he came to do. He wanted, he expected that his disciples would have seen that. Now go to our text in John 1. John 1 now says, In like manner that he expected his disciples to see his Father in him, Jesus expects us to see our Father in him. First, he reveals him the Father, to us because He is the Word. Verse 14. Notice this. Go back to verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus is the Word. He is also God. Now listen to this. Remember these. And God said, let there be light. If God 
said, and Jesus is the Word, then in that text of Genesis 1, every time God said, the person we come to know in the New Testament as Jesus is the one doing the talking. He is the spoken Word of God. And in so doing, while here on the earth, he fulfilled every prophecy that he himself had spoken to the prophets of old, talking about what he was going to do. Isn't that cool? He told them what he was going to do. And then he came and did it. So he can reveal himself, or the Father that is, through his work. Verse 14. So then, what did he show us? What did he reveal to us about the Father? Look at the end of verse 14. He tells us three things about God, the Father. Very important. One, he is full of glory, and in that glory, I see my future. We beheld his glory, John said. And through scripture, I can see his glory. For we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord being transformed into that same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18. When I am looking in Scripture, I am seeing Jesus the Word. And as Jesus the Word I am transformed into the very thing that is the glory of God. For I consider that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Romans 8 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far greater and eternal weight of glory 2 Corinthians 4 and 17, he showed me that the Father is the Father of glory, and in that glorious image I see my future. Number two, he showed us that he is full of grace. And in that image of grace I see my past. For by grace you've all been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. And by the grace of Jesus Christ, that was Ephesians 2, by the grace of Jesus Christ and through his mercy he saved us. Titus 3 and verse 5. I see my past. Sinner, saved. 
and the whole past of history is the grace of God unfolding before our eyes. Jesus showed us the Father's full of grace so that we can see our past. And third and finally, Jesus showed us, verse 14, that the Father is full of truth. And in that truth, I see my present. God cannot lie. Titus 1 in verse 2, Hebrews chapter 6 in verse 18. It's not possible for him to lie. And he tells me to take that truth on me. In the image of the Christian armor in Ephesians chapter 6, all of that armor that's there and with that soldier, notice it says, take on the belt of truth. The belt ties everything together. And on that belt hangs every tool that the soldier would need. Truth is the function and the foundation of everything we do. And the Father is full of truth. What does that say to me? One, because of the Father, there's a far better place coming than the one we're having to put up with here. Two, because of the Father, I can be far better than the past of my life said that I was. And number three, because of the Father of truth, I can stand four square in confidence no matter what is happening all around me. Jesus came to show us the Father. And when things get tough, and we have a hard time seeing the things that we ought to see. Just turn to the image of Jesus. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't falter. Question, ask, consider, get help. But don't you quit. Because the Father stands in eternity. And he's waiting for his children to come home. Why did my Savior come to earth? So that I could understand who my Father is. I hope you know who your Father is in heaven. And like any Father on earth, who is worth anything at all. He just wants his children to be well. And he wants us to be well and healthy spiritually. If this time in this past year has revealed that you're not as healthy spiritually as you should have been, wouldn't today be a great time to start in this new year? Maybe you have decided that like your father wants, 
you want to be a part of that family just like Kaylee chose to do, wouldn't today, as this new year begins, be a great time to do that? Let Jesus show you the way to the Father. Let our shepherds help you today as we stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.